Before we jump into today's show, I just wanted to let you know that I have got a brand new three-part audio series available to download right now. If you head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio, that's all one word, no spaces, you can download your How to Build Your Authority with Podcasting audio series. This is going to address guesting and hosting, so if you're interested in either of those and you want to know how to build your authority, head over to DonnaEed.com forward slash three-part audio. The link will be in the show notes. Happy, 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 happy birthday to you. Have a happy day today. You are listening to The Wedding Procast UK and it is our birthday. Let's jump into today's episode. Welcome back. I'm Donna, your host, 10-year wedding photographer, veteran and founder of the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors. If you haven't yet, please hit subscribe where you listen and leave a review on Apple Podcasts. If you've gained any insight from any of the podcasts, it really helps me to reach more pros like yourselves who might benefit. So let's spread the love. Today is our birthday episode and I am so excited to look back over the last year with you today. I'm going to cover some of my favourite episodes and the biggest takeaways and some, well, we've had some incredible interviews over the last year. So join me on our trip down memory lane. So first of all, I want to address the fact that this is our 50th episode. So we are halfway to 100. And you might be thinking, hang on a minute, Donna, there's 52 weeks in a year. How can it be your birthday this week? Well, as some of you may remember, if you have been a long time listener of the show, we used to upload our episodes on a Friday. And that meant this Christmas and New Year just gone, our upload day fell on Christmas Day and New Year. So we had a two week break over Christmas. So there weren't episodes those days, which means that Today is our year anniversary, or technically tomorrow, the Friday, would be our year anniversary. Um, But this is our 52nd week on the podcast, but our 50th episode. So I just wanted to clear up any confusion there. The first thing that I wanted to cover on today's episode were the top five episodes that have been downloaded so far over the past year. And they are all in the top um, end of the year. Just, only just, one of them was episode 26. So the first episode, our most downloaded episode of the year was episode 39. And that was our episode with Tamron Settle, the hashtag What About Weddings campaign episode. It was an absolute fantastic episode. I loved having Tamron on the show. She was just so passionate about what she does and the campaign has been absolutely amazing along with the work of the UK Wedding Task Force. So it was a fantastic episode. All these episodes are going to be linked in the show notes um, so do head over and take a listen if you missed out on any of them. The next episode, most downloaded episode, was episode 41 and that was Lynette Chasma and she is a bridal hairstylist and she's absolutely fantastic, a bundle of joy to be around. And she is actually launching her road trip that she spoke about on the podcast. So um, over on her Instagram a couple of weeks ago, she 
had a launch party. She's got a load of dates up and down the UK. So please do go over to Instagram and check her out. I will link her in the show notes. And if you are a bridal hairstylist, get yourself on one of her educational uh, workshops that she's doing. Absolutely fantastic that she's managed to make that come to fruition uh, later this year. The next episode, episode three um, on our top most downloaded episodes was episode 26. And that was our episode with Syra Hassan. It was Minding Your Thoughts. Now, this episode formed part of a four-week process back in August last year, just after we found out that weddings weren't going to open up like we had hoped on the first and her episode was talking about hypnosis and working with our breath and just trying to mind our thoughts so that we didn't get ourselves into sort of that negative space um, while we were going through a lot of issues and a lot of reasons why we would be quite justified with being negative and upset and she was just talking us through some ways that we could help manage that ourselves absolutely fantastic episode. And then number four, in at number four was number 40. And that was my episode on ways I make money that you may want to try. So that was a really great episode to do, just sharing with you some different ways that you can implement other revenue streams in your business so that you are not putting all your eggs into one basket. I think if anything, over the last year, we have learned that although people may have jobs and that's technically putting all their eggs into one basket. Somebody who works for somebody else has the opportunity to go and get another job and technically as business owners we would have the opportunity to go and get another job but there's usually a reason behind why we want to work for ourselves be that being at home for the children during the week or being able to spend more time with the family than doing a a 80 hour work week for somebody else. You know all of those things factor into why we want to work for ourselves. And it just made it very apparent in the last year that we really need to make sure that we are looking at having multiple revenue streams in our business so that if one revenue stream gets cut off, like our main revenue did last year, that we have other revenue streams that can pick up the slack. And whether that be things that can tick over in the background and give you residual income or be it things that you've got in place that you do every so often that can bring in a bit of money, that if something like what happened last year happened again, you'd actually be able to just do that thing more often and make more money from it. So for example, running a course, if you were to do a course, let me think, a beginner's guide to photography, for example, you may be able to still do that when you're up and running again with weddings but you maybe do it once a quarter but if you were to have your weddings taken away for any reason you could run those online courses uh, more often and make more income from it so those are the sorts of things that I was talking about in that episode and then finally number five that was our episode with the maestro himself Lincoln Noel absolutely fantastic guy to listen to he is one of the society team members and very proud to have him in the membership with us but he is a musician and he has been working weddings 
for many, many years. And it was really, really interesting to listen to um, his history with the industry and where he is now and what he's up to. So absolute fantastic episode to listen to as well. So those are our top five downloaded episodes of the uh, 2020-2021 year. So I just wanted to move on to a couple of my biggest takeaways from the year. The first one I wanted to look at was something from Tamron's episode and that was where she said we are not at zero. I was feeling a little bit down when we recorded the episode and she made it very very clear that we were not starting at zero like we were back this time last year and that was a very important point to remember and I think it has come to fruition that even though things haven't quite gone the way we wanted or, you know, it hasn't been fair, the disparity between weddings and events, we have a roadmap, we have a way through. And while we remain 100% behind the efforts of the UK task force and the hashtag what about weddings campaign fighting for the clarity and justice for our industry, it's now that we need to start planning for the future as we have always done while working the now. So I thought it was such an important point to raise again that we are not at zero. We have a plan in place. As long as everybody abides by the rules and the roadmap is allowed to unfold as it has been written, then, you know, we will get back to some semblance of normal weddings this summer. And I am so excited for it. I cannot wait. Another huge takeaway was from episode 49, which was just a few weeks ago with your legal fairy godmother, Heather Stanford Gould, talking about contracts. Uh, Something that really stuck out to me was her point on the cancellations policy. And I'm going to tell you, honest upfront, I made this mistake for my entire professional career. And luckily, I never had to enforce it because as she said, I'd have struggled. So she spoke of how we often have clauses, as we should, stating that should they cancel, and I'm just going to use examples here, um, so you know, you'll know your cancellation policy. But for example, um, that if you cancel within three months of your date, you lose 50% of the total amount due. If you cancel with eight, within eight weeks of the date of the wedding, you lose 75%. And if you cancel within four weeks, you receive zero refund. So that is kind of a blanket cancellation policy, if you like. The issue comes, and this is what Heather was saying, the issue comes when, you know, three months out from the wedding, they cancel and you're not actually holding 50% of the money. How on earth are you going to retain that money if you haven't already got it? So I had a clause like this in my contract. As I say, I made this mistake. It stated that, you know, they would pay a 25% retainer and the rest was due four weeks before the wedding. Those were my payment terms. But according to my payment terms, if eight weeks or three months they had cancelled their wedding, they would have had to have paid me the the extra money to make up those percentages. So an extra 25% at three months and an extra um, 50% at the eight week mark. Yet I didn't have that money. So I'd have been having to try and go to court and get them to pay me money because they cancelled their wedding, which just seems backwards in itself. And I can't believe that 
I sort of didn't think about it. But I know that I'm not alone in this. Um, It's something that I think we all kind of overlook when we're looking at, we kind of look at it as two separate things, cancellation policy and the payment terms, but they really need to be looked at together. So this brings me to a top tip um, for you guys going forward. And it's something that I mentioned in an episode previously about putting people on a payment plan. So do check with an accountant um, or somebody who is financially you know, qualified because I am not. Um, but as far as I have read, you do not have to have authorization from the FSA to run a payment plan that is under 12 months. So 12 months, you know, if there was 12 payments and then they were done, you wouldn't need to have like a approval authority from the FSA to do that but anything over that especially if there's interest involved then then you're sort of getting into loans and things like that and you need to be careful around that so do get this checked out by an accountant before you put anything in place but the idea that I'm suggesting to you and again get it clarified whether it's possible is to set up with your clients reoccurring payments for the 12 month period to cover the cost of their wedding. So what you might do is take a retainer up front and then split out the cost of the package that they're buying from you over 12 months and get them to set up a standing order that goes out on the first of the month for that amount. So you can then easily check all of your clients on the second of the month have paid the payment that you're expecting them to pay and just keep a tally of that so you know where everybody's at. But this means that um, you can do it two ways. You can either do it from the date of the retainer, take the retainer and then the next month they start their payment plan or you can work out four weeks before the wedding and work backwards 12 months. So if they're coming to you 18 months before the wedding, they might not start their payment plan for six months, but you can get it set up with a standing order. They will have to do that. I would suggest that you have a separate account for payment plans um, because until the first cancellation point for, in you know, in my example, it was three months, they could cancel at any time between when they book and that three month mark, and they'd be entitled to a refund of the monies that they've paid by the retainer. So you need to be able to have access to that money. It shouldn't be in your cash flow until the point at which they can't claim it back. So once the date has passed, once that three month date has passed, if that was your cancellation policy, you could then move money equating to 75% of what they should they owe you into your cash flow system. So that was a big aha moment for me thinking about how weddings are really stressful and on an episode that we had a few weeks ago speaking to Nick from Just About Weddings, he was saying that the research he'd done, the number one issue for couples was the money. That was the thing that worried them the most. So having all those big end of, you know, month before wedding payments due to everybody. So actually by implementing a 12 month payment plan for your couples, you're taking that stress off and they're incrementally paying for their wedding as they go, which can just lighten the load for them. And then they've got no sort of 
big payouts at the end that they've got to do or certainly not for you, which would be, you know, one extra thing they don't have to think about. So definitely have a look at that because that was a really, really big aha moment for me. All the episodes that I have mentioned today will be in the show notes. So you can go and listen to Heather's episode and listen to what she was saying about contracts and things. And you can head over to www.spwv.co.uk forward slash the number one st dash birthday and that will take you straight to today's episode and you will find all of the links in there another great moment was when i was interviewing lincoln who as a performer is happiest in the spotlight showing off his incredible skills on the piano however he hit home with this thought check your ego at the door this is about the couple. We are a small cog in a machine that is creating this fantastic day for them. And we need to be well oiled and we need to work together. But no one piece should stand out above the couple themselves. So amen to that. What we do is a total privilege. And that is something Tamron and I discussed as well. And as professionals, you know, we take it seriously. It's not just another wedding. It's Jane and Alex's day. It's Lisa and Gavin's day. It is Jan and Lee's day. It's the most important day of their lives thus far, with perhaps the exception of having children. And they deserve everybody working that day to understand how important it is to them and to treat it as if it's just as important to each and every person that is working that wedding day. And with that being said, if you are one of those professionals that feels that way about your couple's days, if you want to be part of something that aims to raise standards and show couples who these trusted professional suppliers are, then register now to get access to the Society of Professional Wedding Vendors. We are opening at the end of this month. I will be doing two live info evenings on Facebook, one on Sunday the 25th of April and one on Monday the 26th of April. The link will be in the show notes for both of those events choose one, get notified when we go live and come and ask me any questions you have about joining the membership. It has been an absolute amazing year on the podcast. I am so, so grateful to have had so many amazing guests come and share their time and knowledge and experience with us. I look forward to many more conversations in the next 12 months and I hope you will join me for those. So please hit the subscribe button where you listen or scroll down to the bottom of any podcast page on the website and sign up for podcast updates. If you have enjoyed this episode or any of the episodes in the past year, I would be so, so grateful if you would head over to Apple Podcasts, search The Wedding Procast UK and leave us a review. They really make my day and I'd love to give you a shout out on the show. They are also great at helping the podcast get in front of more wedding professionals just like you. Thank you so much for joining me on this birthday episode. Until next week, guys, Bye for now.
Don't forget to hit those stars and leave a review of the podcast where you listen if you found value in what you heard today. It's a free way you can help the podcast reach more people just like you.